Welcome to another episode of the Two Original Podcast. You're chilling here with your man, Chevin Earnhardt, and my co-host. Yako Pico. First and foremost, we want to shout out all our sponsors. 3C Clothing, 3CW Clothing, Lucy World Clothing, Butler Brand 504, Yak TV, C-Sound Studios, New Level Studios, Ridiculous Media, uh, Stack of Star Clothing, Girl It Up, uh, Grind Ain't No Gang, everybody, just tap in. We want, uh, we got our guest tonight sitting up here with us, uh, Nader. Uh-huh. What's up? Uh, why don't you go in on and introduce yourself to the people? Man, what's up, y'all, man? Uh, my name's Nader Murphy. I'm a host of Sports Overtime on uh, Boot Crew Media. And uh, I'm glad to be here with you guys. Thank you. We appreciate you for coming, brother. Yeah, man, no problem. How your weekend was? Uh, not too good. <laughs> you <laughs> just, just jump right in, man. Just, just keeping it real, man. Uh, the weekend sucked, man. Uh, with the Saints losing yesterday, that man, that shit was whack, bro. Yeah, my my weekend was whack. <laughs> so to answer your question, that shit was poop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we gonna talk about that a little uh, more. We gonna saying. get into that a little bit. I'm just saying. How your shit was, OG? Um, it was cool. I uh, I, I took me a trip uh, uh, for a couple of days just to get the fuck away from this motherfucker. You went to Houston? Oh no, 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 no! I went the other way. I oh, went, all right. I went the other way. I went to Biloxi. I ain't go too far. I went to Biloxi. Went, went, went. Locked up in the room. Mm-hmm. Came out to get me something to eat. I did do a little gambling. It was two, three, four in the morning when nobody wasn't out, and then I, I didn't go get on the table. I went and got on the machine, a blackjack machine. I played on me and my wife. We played on that bitch by ourselves. So nobody was nowhere near us. So it was all good. But uh, other than that, same old shit. <clears throat> trying to research shit to do, research shit to get into investments, uh, stocks. Mm-hmm. You know, just trying to do some other shit. Trying to trying to just research doing some other shit. That's all. That's all I did with my weekend. Other than that. That's it, bro. Yeah, I ain't really do too much. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> I was grinding this weekend, dog. This whole week. What you did? How many videos you shot? We shot like four. Shot we shot like, like four? four videos. Did a photo shoot. Dropped a couple of them too. Know what I'm saying? And we just been trying to stay active. The weekend did suck, but other outside, outside, <laughs> yeah, the game, outside, the, the outside game. of business, outside of that, yeah, it, it was terrible. Yeah. You know I, mean? I, I, I really got a kick out of the whole shenanigans of the people that ran up into the Capitol. How they been getting arrested and what what this one had and who this one is? That shit just been funny to me for real. They like, thought they wasn't. Yeah. They thought it wasn't coming for him. Like they had one lady, her her son got arrested and she was like That was hilarious. Yeah, I'll he can't you. he can't be in jail because he's vegan and they don't I'm like, man, <laughs> he wasn't thinking about that shit when he was at the Capitol, right? For sure. So it's they like were, people crazy, man. They man, were trying they had, to sell a podium, huh? Man, they yeah, they took heirlooms out that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they went crazy. Man, one motherfucker, he was in the uh he was trying to go home. They done told him, you a domestic terrorist, you on a no-fly list. He crying. Like, real tears crying. How I'm going to get home. That's crazy. They were like, you should have thought about that before you did what you did. Oh, and by the way, them people over there, they waiting for you, you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. They, 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 it's, it's crazy right now. Just 
just funny just seeing the amount of them that's losing good jobs. But you know the crazy thing? The crazy thing about it is this, right? If it was uh, if it was black people, if it was Muslim people, or any other you know race that was doing that shit, man, it would have been crazy. They would have been killing so many people. But because of the people that was there, mm-hmm. they didn't, and it, it just shows you how divided the country is. You know? Oh, I saw Definitely. that too. Yeah, I saw the compare because I saw that from uh, a YouTuber. He uh, showed his experience from when they did the Black Lives Matter mo- movement. Compare. At the Capitol, and it was like they couldn't even get to the steps. They had so so many National Guards out there. Then, thirty minutes before the curfew that they put out, they was coming through just throwing the you know the smoke bombs, making them disperse and go home. When they defied, like they was able to just defy ever, just do everything we couldn't do. Basically, right? Why they didn't do that <laughs> to them? That's the question. So. It's crazy, man. Well, I don't... I mean, uh, that's, that's, you know. Yeah. Nobody don't want to... <laughs> nobody, you see me, huh? Nobody don't want, you know, nobody don't Nobody won't really go into it, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, nobody don't want to say, you know... What is really going that, on? That, that people losing their lives, you know, nobody yeah. not going to cheer, you know, to that, but... But that was also a hit sent by the president, too, so you got to mm-hmm. understand that as well. For... I'm glad you said that because a lot of people, a lot of people don't feel like that. A lot of people don't feel like yeah. That was a hit sent by him. Basically, if you could read his tweets and read in the lines of what he was tweeting, that's what he was saying, and that's why they shut his Twitter down. I mean, he had 88 million followers and they shut that bitch down. Imagine having 88 million followers and they shut your account down per- like right. permanently. Yeah, you, you got a this problem. ain't no temporary shit. This permanently. You got a problem. Yeah, you got sure, an issue on sure. your hands. So like, and then not only that, he wasn't just banned on just Twitter. I mean, the dude was banned on everything, bro. He was banned on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, that's man. crazy. You like watch a flick, <laughs> bro. He was he was banned on Pornhub, and so that's the crazy thing. But. But yeah, man, going back to what I just said, I just feel like it was a hit sent by him. And they showed the video of when they went to the Capitol, he was hiding with his kids or whatever. And they was being all happy and excited of, you know, of them going to the Capitol. So that just shows you what type of president we have. But he's about to be gone in a couple of days. So we'll be straight. For sure. That, that, it, that's funny that you say the, the type of president he was because of what you just said. Mm-hmm. Now you riled those people up. And you led them and was supposed to meet them, by the way. Right. But you didn't. <laughs> so not only did you incite that ride, but you were a lion coward. But you know, the thing is, too, a lot of people don't think about this. The reason why he got elected was because obviously there's a lot of racism in this world. Right. So he got elected because he was saying, oh, we're going to build a wall and we're going to let the Mexicans not come into the United States no more. Or we're going to ban the Muslims from hopping on flights and doing this and doing that. So those people who are racist, they're like, all right, well, shit, he feel like me. So that's why they voted for him. Right. Yet he played them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you put the ban on the flights or whatever for a couple of little countries, but that was pretty much it. And then on top of that, the wall is still being built, but they about to shut that down too. So like, basically you got people to fall in line and you trick them mentally to vote for you. They voted for you. And then now you in an assed out situation. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just the. Well, that's just, just like, what it is. Just like they say, you know, since since he's been he since he was elected, now you know the prejudiced people are coming out because they feel more confident because of the the president that we right. have. You know, would those same people come out like they are if Obama was in there? Nah. Or anybody nah. else? Right, right. Nah. But, See what I'm saying? But with that being said, they just walk themselves into. Showing exactly who they are. They show their ass. Yeah, they show their ass. Domestic terrorists, (laughs) of course, for sure. And it's good that they call them terrorists, you know what I'm saying? Because every time it's always a Muslim that's being labeled as the terrorist. But now you can see that it's not just Muslim people. Other people do that, you know, so. Right, right, for sure, for sure. For real, for real. But uh, we uh, we ain't going to turn this into politics. Nah, you good. So tell us, um, where you from in the city, bro? Man, I'm from the West Bank, man. From the West Bank. From the West Bank. <laughs> I know everybody hate on the West Bank. Nah, nah. You know, everybody wants something. All right. That's my, that's my, that's <laughs> you know, my second home. That's why I stay. I stay on the West Bank. But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm from New Orleans. And, uh, yeah, man, I've just been, uh, been grinding, just doing this little sports thing and been doing my sports podcast. A lot of people are familiar with me because I used to throw parties in the city, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a promoter for about six years, doing parties at the Hookah on Decatur Street, Metro Republic, all of these places, bringing, you know, celebrities and football players. But a lot of people know me for covering the Saints and, um, you know, just basically Twitter and, and Instagram and things like that. So, yeah, just been uh, just been grinding, man. So how, how was your... Uh upbringing in the city were you into sports as a youth yeah i was and uh, my dad so my dad and my my uncle they owned a store and they had it was actually in the fisher projects and so what would happen was i would go to the fisher projects you know once or twice a week and every monday i would look at the newspaper and i'm looking at the times picayune and people would be like well what do you think happened in the game what do you think happened in the game and i was just starting to get familiar with the saints football and things like that my dad used to take me to the games you know at that time um they had budweiser they had a you know sponsorship with budweiser so budweiser used to give out 20 30 tickets because nobody was going to those games because they was you know they were sad um but yeah man so like with that I, you know, I got a hold of the Saints and I started learning more about players and schemes and things like that. And everybody that would come in the store, they'd be like, so what we doing this week? What you think we going to do? You think we going to win? We think we going to score? This person going to score a touchdown? So that's just how the whole upbringing became with the Saints and just uh, sports in New Orleans. But it wasn't it wasn't as easy as people mm-hmm. see it now. You know, back then we were sad. You go to the stadium, you look left, you look right. They got people with bags on their heads. You got people sleeping in the stadium. I mean, you got our coach trading all our damn picks in the draft for a running back. So I mean, it, it was a it was a lot. But now I know we lost yesterday. But man, people don't really understand how good we got it right now. Right, right. How difficult was them conversations? When we was when we were so called the ain'ts, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was hard. I mean, the 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 thing that always came about was next year, next year. It's always mm-hmm. a next mm-hmm. year thing, right? Always. always next year. Oh man, we got them next year. Don't worry, we gonna get them next year. That next year never came until <laughs> 2009. Um, but hey, at least it came, right? At least it yeah, came. At least we sure. got to experience the Super Bowl, and you know, a lot of people can't say that, but. But yeah, man, those conversations were hard and, you know, it was frustrating. It was frustrating because it's like, damn, every single year it's the same old shit, same old shit, same shit, different toilet, same shit, different toilet. And I kind of feel the same way with these last four years with the Saints. 
it's been the same shit. We get to the playoffs and then we choke. Get mm-hmm. to the playoffs and choke. So that's why a lot of people are mad today because of what happened yesterday. They frustrated. I don't blame them. I mean, it is what it is. A lot of people didn't come up in those years that I was just talking about where, you know, we were sad. They came in 2006, 2009, where they saw, oh, everything's clicking. The team is, mm-hmm. you know, winning. They didn't, they didn't get to experience that. So you can't blame them for that. But... Yeah, they, those conversations were definitely hard for sure, for sure. Did you uh, did you play sports as a as a youth? I actually played safety. I, I actually played safety at Shaw High School. I went to Shaw, so I went to that Catholic school. My mom and dad didn't want me at West Jeff and uh, Eric because <laughs> they know what type of playboy I was <laughs> back then. You know, I got the good hair and shit like that. So you know, my mama was like, "Nah, you ain't going to those schools with those girls. You going straight to all boys school." And so, um, but yeah, safety. Safety was my position, man. Safety. And, uh, you just, and you I just played shoot, in high I, school? And I could shoot a J. And I know people be like, man, you play football, but man, I I could shoot that three-pointer, though, too. So anybody need me out there, you need me, hit me up. <laughs> Pelicans, y'all need me, hit me up. <laughs> so you just played in high school? Yeah, just high school. Just high school? Just high school. How, how was that uh, experience you started, uh, came up? Back up. Bagger. Yeah, I played a couple games. I ain't going to sit here and act like I was, uh, you know, Ed Reed or nothing, but... Right. Um, but yeah, man, I, I played a couple of games. I had in three games, I probably I think it was like seven tackles. It's not bad, um, but just to experience it, I think that was what also motivated motivated me to talk about sports and do sports. I'm just about to ask you how yeah. how different was that? Well, how that how that uh, can I put it? How the fuck can I put it? Oh, how that came together from you being a sportscaster. Mm-hmm. Than to be on the field. Now I'm saying how different it is. It's different. It's different because when you look at when you look at everything that other people talk about, it's different in the sense that you've played it. You know what schemes, you know, you mm-hmm. know what wide receivers routes are gonna be. You know how to analyze the game better. That's what I want to ask. Yeah, you know how to analyze the game better compared to other people who just watch sports. They don't really know the inside of the game. With knowing the inside of the game, you can relate that to sports, you know, sports radio, sports podcasts, and people start to understand, well, oh, if this guy's running a wheel route, what is a wheel route? Mm-hmm. Or if he's running a slant, what is a slant? Or, uh, you know, all go whatever. So, you know, you can relay that message to your listeners. And I feel like that's why we have so many listeners and viewers, because not a lot of people do that for for them to give them that experience. Yep. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. What was the... So you played mostly zone or man-to-man? <laughs> zone. Zone? Yeah. You liked it? Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. I wasn't I mean, I mean, wasn't that that fast, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, zone worked out good for me. Yeah, That's it worked dope. out good. Yeah, and like That's I said, dope. man, I played like three games, so it was cool just to get that experience, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. So you wasn't really analyzing it that much in high school? Not really. Not really. High school was a whole different ball game. I was the guy who would pull up to school. I had a, a Nissan Altima sitting on 22s. Are you um, Yeah. Mm. <laughs> sitting on 22s. Come in the morning. Everybody know I'm, I'm there because, you know, the, the sound blasting out the car. Um, but, you know, I was more famous. Not famous. More people knew me because of that. They knew I was, the, you know, the the guy with the car and the rims, but they also knew that I was the guy, you know, playing the football and doing that, doing that stuff. But yeah, it was it was cool, man. It was cool. 
So how how did you transition to doing parties, man? Man, that's a crazy story. So me and one of my friends who went to Shaw with me, we had a lot of people that we knew. And so he came to me and was like, hey, I think a good idea would be to start throwing parties. Mm -hmm. We know too many people. They're in the Alpha fraternity. And so one of his frat brothers who went to Baton Rouge, he went to LSU, we all came up with the idea of creating this team called Entourage Entertainment. Mm -hmm. So we did our first party um, on Frenchman Street. We had a, they had a spot called Lazizas, and uh, <laughs> it was a little mm -hmm. bar. It probably held like maybe 100 people, 150 people. And so they gave us a chance. Mm -hmm. Now, at this point, we was always trying to get into the high clubs like Metro, Republic. We was trying to get our name out there. So we did Lazizas for like three, four months. And then next thing you know, the hookah bar hit us up. was like, man, y'all causing a lot of ruckus. Y'all getting a lot of people to come to y'all shit. We want y'all <laughs> to come do y'all parties over here. <clears throat> Bring that business over here. So we always try to, you know, get into the hookah, get into the hookah. They ended up letting the promoter go for the hookah. And they came to us and was like, look. We want y'all to have Friday and Saturday nights. Friday, y'all do a college night. Saturday, y'all do a 21 and up crowd. I said, okay, cool. So we went there, man, and we teamed up with a few people, and we smashed out. I mean, Fridays was crazy. Fridays Fridays at the hookah, for those who remember, mm -hmm. that spot. line to, was around the man, corner. Man, that line was wrapped around the corner. <laughs> around the corner. Uh, we were just talking about it, man. Around the corner. We were just talking about it. Uh, we would open the doors like at 11 or 1030. At 9 o'clock, the line wrapped around the block. And so people just got used to it. It was just a, it was just a trend. And uh, we just had fun. And then, you know, we got, after getting the hookah, we got Metro. We started getting Republic. We started getting all these other places because they seen we bring a crowd. Mm -hmm. And it just blew up from there, man. We just were starting bringing celebrities and, you know, football players, which was easy because I'm covering the Saints, too. Mm -hmm. So it was easy. I would uh, kind of work out deals with Saints players like, hey, you come to my party. I'll throw you a section and a couple bottles. But when I need you to come on my show, just come on. And it was like, man, we got you. No worries. Mm -hmm. So it, it all kind of tied in and worked mm -hmm. out for me. So it was pretty cool. That's dope. Yeah. So did, uh, <clears throat> did Corona make you get out of the party promoting? No. 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 What made you? It wasn't the Corona. <laughs> 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 I got out way before then. Um, so we was doing the hookah and... The hookah situation happened where a lot of the neighbors on Decatur Street were complaining about the sound, people being outside, a lot of people being outside and, you know, people having arguments and fights and stuff up the street or, out, you know, around the corner. Right. So they was like, they told the people that own the hookah, they was like, look, we're going to have to shut y'all down because it's just, we can't have this in our, on our street. So I guess with the noise ordinance and, and things like that, they basically shut them down. And so from then, I was at that point, I was kind of like getting into this mood where I was like, man, I'm about to chill on, on throwing parties because, you know, I had met my fiance and at that time. And I was like, you know what? I'm about to leave this alone because I don't want that to, you know, interfere with my relationship with this woman because I'm about to, you know, be married to her. And I don't want to have her thinking, oh, he out here wilding out or he at the parties dancing with chicks or, you know, doing this and doing that. So I just left it alone and just kept doing what I was doing outside of that. Yep. That was dope. That yeah. was up. So, uh, <clears throat> what? Uh, how was you covering? You was you was uh, working with the Saints covering. 
Yeah, so basically what I was doing, <laughs> it's funny, I was throwing parties on Friday and Saturdays, <laughs> and then during the week I was going to the Saints camp and facility covering the team, you know, interviewing players and stuff. So again, it was just like a dream. That's it was dope. a yeah, it was a dream. Like That's man, dope. I'm out here on um, you know Wednesdays, <laughs> Mondays. I'm out here interviewing Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and then on Friday, Saturdays, I'm throwing parties, and then Sundays covering the game. Yeah, so it, it was a dream. I know a lot of people always ask me like, damn, bro, you know, you used to you had it, you was doing it big, big. <laughs> it's like man, I'm just grateful, man. I'm grateful for the opportunity. You always got to look back. I think the one thing that I regret. Um, from doing parties and well just doing parties in general I just feel like I didn't live out in I didn't live in a moment like when you have three four thousand people at your party and you know people are like man this and that like one party that we did we had um, we did basically they had a young money concert in the arena and so when that party well when that uh, concert got announced a lot of people was like Oh, I got the official after party. I got the official after party. I got the official after party. So I was like, you know what? I'm about to go book House of Blues. I went and got House of Blues. Got House of Blues. We hit up Mac Main. We told Mac Main, look, come through, host a party. We'll pay you, you know, whatever it was. We paid him. Mac Main was like, all right, cool. So the night of the party, I get a text from uh, Wayne's manager and I'm, I'm like what's up he's like man I'm around the corner I need you to let me in in the house of blues I bring him in the house of blues and I'm like yo what's up Taz he like man uh, I just want you to know everybody from the concert is coming here and then I get a phone call from my friend he like look Lil Wayne just said on the mic in front of 18,000 people that <clears throat> the official after party is at the house of blues I'm like oh shit so next thing you know, about an hour later, six tour buses pull up on Decatur Street. Nicki Minaj hopping out one, Drake <laughs> hopping out one, Wayne hopping out one. And uh, I, I bring him in the HOB and I'm on stage with Wayne literally standing next to him while he's doing his thing. And uh, just just that party in general, man, like it really set it off to where it's like, man, this dude had everybody in this party. And that kind of built it up even more, you know, from what I was doing at the hookah and other places. But yeah, man. I, I mean, I miss it. I ain't gonna lie, but I just feel like <laughs> the one regret that I do have is just living more in the moment. And so for anybody that's watching, anything you love to do, you know, I know a lot of people are gonna sit there and ridicule you or be on your back or say this isn't this isn't good or this good or, you know, give you praise. Just live in the moment while you're doing what you love because, again, it's not gonna last forever. That's what's up, man. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> you wanna do your... uh? Oh yeah, right now you're watching two original podcasts live on the Music Exchange Radio Network. I am Yako Pico, chilling with my co-host Shevin Earnhardt. You already know what it is, man. But what? Uh, so you say you miss? You think you ever get back into uh, party promoting? Because I mean, obviously you connected, mm -hmm. you know, to the people. Yeah, you for know, sure. Both ways, so the celebrities and the street. So I think the one thing that I plan on doing in the future, once all this COVID stuff dies down, is uh, I feel I feel like I want to do more uh, road games, like parties for Saints, like for the Saints road games. Like one of the one of the games that I got on my mind for next year is the Jets game in New York. That's gonna be on, you know, in New York. I think that uh, if we do a party out there in New York, I think a lot of people will show up. 
I think a lot of people show up. You know, I know everybody talking about the whole Houston thing, what happened this past weekend. (laughs) (laughs) But I just feel like once this whole COVID situation dies down, I think if by that time, by next year, once the Saints season starts rolling, I think if it starts popping off, I think uh, that'll probably be one place that I do a party in New York for sure for all the Saints fans because on Twitter man that's like my biggest thing a lot of people follow me on Twitter I got like 17,000 followers on Twitter so like if we post hey we going to New York we got a party in New York I think people will show up that's dope that's That's nice yeah man for sure for sure I mean because I mean Saints road trips been you know kind of like a a family affair for you know forever you know what I'm saying so that that is you know, something that'll continue with tradition, you know, yeah. bring something back, you know, with a twist to it. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man. Let us know, bro. We might, you know, yeah, come out we, there. we might be able to come out there with you for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For Do sure. a show and everything. <laughs> on the real. That's what's up, man. Monday in New York. We're going to be in New York on Monday. <laughs> Lit. Well, sure. uh, so, so tell me out of working with, working with the Saints, mm-hmm. who was kind of like the, I guess, the most difficult. Uh, most like reserved person you interviewed? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, that is a good question. That is a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. I would say probably, oh man. I mean, I mean, I've interviewed people from like Drew Brees to Jimmy Graham to Akeem Hick, Cam Jordan. Um, I would probably say the defensive coordinator at the time, uh, Steve Spagnola, he was just kind of difficult. You know, you ask him a question, he just get mad about everything. So you just brush you <laughs> off. <laughs> You're like, man, look, why are you even doing a press conference right now? Why are you even standing in front of the media, you know? Um, <laughs> because you know we're going to ask you questions. And, you know, some media members, they don't ask the questions that they're supposed to ask because they're scared of the backlash that they're going to get. <laughs> and I feel like as a sports guy and as a big Saints fan, I feel as though you have to ask those tough questions because those tough Definitely. questions are going to make you the type of person that people like and follow mm-hmm. for Absolutely. that reason. Right. Absolutely. So when you get people that, that you know, because this is the thing that pisses me off about just the media in general. You'll get a, a new guy or let's say the Saints draft somebody and they'll say the first question, have you ever been to New Orleans? <laughs> Have you ever tasted the food there? Like, man, we're not trying to hear about that shit. We want to know what right. he going to do on the team. What is his goals? What what can he bring to this season to push us over the hump? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what people want to know. They don't want to know if he ate Popeye's before or he <laughs> ate this before. Like, come on, right. man. They do do that stupid, the <laughs> typical New Orleans stupid shit. Yeah, so, you know, but uh, but I would say to answer your question, Steve Spagnola for sure. That's what's saying. Uh, how you feel about yesterday's game? Man, you about to get me on a rant. Oh, man. <laughs> man, it, I, again, man, it's just, it's frustrating, it's disappointing. You know, this this probably was Drew Brees' last game. I know a lot of people on social media are happy that this is going to be Drew Brees' last game because of him <laughs> messing up the last couple of years in the playoffs. Um, you know, he he's done a lot for the city. You can't take nothing away from him. He's done a lot for the city. He's done a lot for the community. He won us our first Super Bowl. And I can't really say that he won us our first Super Bowl because it's a team effort. Absolutely. You know, I know a lot of people always say that, and, and it does slip out of people's mouth. But when you look at it, 
you know, then just to put it put it on record, the Saints had an awesome defense that year when they won the Super Bowl. I mean, you had, you know, I know everybody talk about him because what he did after the Super Bowl. But, man, Darren Sharper had nine interceptions that year. That D-line was getting pressure. They was getting mm-hmm. sacks. If Tracy Porter didn't get that <coughs> interception in that Super Bowl, we probably would have lost that thing, to be honest with y'all. So, you know, when people Including say— the field, the uh, offsides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like when that you, was, them two was clutch. So when people say, "Oh, Drew Brees won us the Super Bowl," it's it's a team thing. But I get where they're coming from, and again, he's done a lot for the community. But just the game in general, man, it just was frustrating because they really had the game in their hands. If Jerry Cook didn't fumble, mm. right, he could have. They could have scored a touchdown right there. They would have been up twenty-seven to ten. Tip drill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And Gotta think about the tip drill too when you think of him, man. So it's like. Man, when you when you look at the whole thing, it's just disappointing because this was that year that we was like, man, we gotta get it. Drew's last year. We know it was gonna be Drew's last year going into this game. Now he hasn't announced anything yet, but as you could tell from what happened yesterday, him walking into the tunnel, looking back, you know, the, at the lights mm-hmm. in the stadium, you could tell like it, it it's it's a wrap. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much a wrap. And but just the game in general, man, I, I feel as though they coulda they coulda did a lot. Better, Jared Cook could have played better. Um, Mike Thomas had zero catches. Mm. You know, like come on, man! Like can't guard Mike. You know, you a beast. I know nothing taken away from Mike, but Mike, you got to step up. I don't care yeah. who's sticking you. You know, you got to step up in those games, bro. <clears throat> How many passes you caught last year? Hundred forty nine, but you couldn't catch one in this game. Come on, like, and you know, people are gonna say, "Oh, he was hurt." You know, he still wasn't healthy. Listen. All the excuses got to be thrown out the window. Mm-hmm. All of that shit is over. All of that excuses and all, man, I ain't trying to hear none of that shit. Like we didn't get the job done, and that's why our ass is at home. <laughs> we gonna be sitting on the couch this Sunday. So you think it just was the offense fault, not the defense? I mean, the defense didn't get no pressure. Mm-hmm. You looking at you know one of my homeboys on the team is Cam Jordan, and you know I, I'm not throwing him under the bus, but man, he ain't really step up. He ain't do nothing. He was nowhere to be found. Marcus Davenport still hasn't been seen. He been missing all year. <laughs> the only guy that really stepped up was Trey Henderson this whole year. He didn't have a good game yesterday. Where was Sheldon Rankins? Where was David Onyemaya? I mean, the whole D line had a had a bad game. Now a lot a lot of people are gonna go back and say, well, the defense held them in check. They were you know getting them three and outs in the beginning of the game. That's true. But it's not how you start the game. It's how you finish the game, right? <laughs> so they didn't finish the game right. So that's the thing. So but. When you look at it, Marshawn Lattimore played, he played really good. He did give up that touchdown to Mike Evans, but I mean, he just, I don't, I mean, (laughs) listen, he's got the best of Mike Evans these Mm -hmm. last four matchups, holding him to zero catches. It was bound for the man to have one catch, two catches, you know, for a touchdown. So we knew that was probably going to happen. But again, man, the defense didn't step up at the right times and the offense with Drew throwing three picks. I mean, when you once you have three interceptions, it's pretty much the game's going to be over. And that's what exactly what it was. It was over after that. So. So let me ask you this. Just a little loop. Let me ask you this. (laughs) So you think uh, you think Uh possibly here we go. If it hadn't been COVID. And the dome would have been full of Saints fans. Nah, you 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 think? I know where this question going. You think the the, <laughs> the results probably would have been the same, being that they always the Saints per, always use that as a, a yeah. part of a home field advantage. I mean, you could say that, but even without having any fans, <laughs> you still threw three interceptions. <laughs> 
right or wrong. Like, without fans, you Man. threw three picks. With fans, I don't know how many more picks he would have threw. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, just, let's just be real. I just That's look right. at it. So I'm gonna ask you, Mister. I'm gonna call you Mister Analyst, right? Okay, now. that's cool. What do you think, uh, or do you think that gambling in Vegas has things to do with outcomes of games? Always, always. All right. I'm glad. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I just wanted to ask, Mister. That's, that's that's life, man. That's life. Because when you look at it, it's always about money. Everything is 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 all about money. And when you look, when you yesterday, they, I, you know, I'm not a big gambler or anything like that. <laughs> but a lot of people was betting on the bucks, bucks last night. They were but they were betting on them. They was like, nah, we are gonna take the bucks. Vegas was going with the Saints, but it started to get a little closer. And then boom, the Bucks won. But I don't know, man. I just feel not only Vegas, but I also feel like the NFL has something to do with it, too. Because if you think about it, now you got this week, the whole narrative is going to be Brady versus Rodgers. And Brady trying to get back to a Super Bowl. And Tampa's playing, this, the Super Bowl's in Tampa. Can they be the first team to make it to the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl in their home, mm-hmm. home dome, right? There's a lot more narratives exactly, with exactly, the Green Bay exactly. and Tampa game than it would have been with, with the, Saints. the Saints and Green Bay. You know, and, and think about it this way. Looking at how the Saints played yesterday, do you really think they was going to go to Green Bay in the 20-degree weather with 40% chance of snow and beat those people? No. So let's just keep. Let's just have the heartbreak early. That way we don't embarrass IS next week. Because <laughs> it would have hurt even more next week when we like, man, they lost the game to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, but I... I We've been Saints fans right. all our lives, though. We generally know if they got to play Minnesota in Minnesota for it's a, a playoff, it's a wrap. Even here. We, you we, can't even say in Minnesota. Yeah, all, all here, here, but definitely going up there, right. it's, it's a no-go. The Rams. You know, yeah. It's <laughs> that's a, no a hell. <laughs> Those are the two teams, but that's the crazy thing. The two teams was out the playoffs. So you would have thought like that would have been motivation. And, and the thing is, I don't feel like they played with motivation like yesterday. You could tell they wasn't motivated. Once Deontay Harris got out the game... That was a wrap. Because it seemed like he was the only person that was motivated. Coming out and almost scoring a touchdown on a kickoff Mm -hmm. if he didn't get called back. After that, it was a wrap. It was just Deontay Harris Mm -hmm. and Kamara that really wanted wanted it. Everybody else, man, they just ain't play motivated. Especially Jared Cook. Jared Cook played like a bum last night. He played like a straight bum. I mean, that fumble made me want to cut the TV off. Man, he not playing motivated. He didn't play motivated this whole year, and I I can't wait for them to cut him because I well not even cut him. He's gonna be he's gonna have to find a new team because he's a free agent. <laughs> <laughs> he got My man said he need to find him another J O B. He need uh, ASAP. He, knew he, he need to come on his podcast and let's talk to his bum ass about why he didn't catch these balls. <laughs> I'm just being real. So, that's what's up, we don't. I don't give you the the media thing mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, you know, I'm just politically <laughs> well, correct. Know. I'm gonna keep it 100 with y'all. I already know. So tell me what you think. Uh, what you think of the trade uh, with Harden? Man, first of all, how the hell do you lose 20 pounds in three days? I need I need to know what the recipe is for that shit because I, I definitely could use. I lose about 10 pounds, but. Man, I mean, for real. Like, what is he so doing? So that was real? Yeah. Wait, time out, time out. Time out. 
I thought it was a Well, he looked like he was 253. <laughs> like a then went to 182, that picture? Yeah. How you lose 20 pounds in three days or 30 pounds in three days? Man, that boy was huge. That boy was it? shitting buku stuff out of his stomach. Oh, my God. Dog, this nigga. <laughs> nah, but, I can't believe that. But to answer your question, man, you know, the whole super team thing. I, I'm My favorite basketball player is Steph Curry. So I'm not gonna sit there and talk, you know, shit about the super team stuff because hey, I, I liked it when KD was on with us. We was winning championships. I mean, even without KD, we won, you know we won a championship. But well, Curry did. I can't say we because I'm not like the biggest Golden State Warriors fan, just a Steph Curry <laughs> fan. But um, I actually grew up a Pistons fan, a Detroit Pistons fan in the in the bad boy era. My mom's actually from Detroit, so okay. we grew up watching the Pistons and stuff like that. So, um, but going back to to KD. And 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 uh, Harden, I don't, you know, the super team thing. A lot of people say is bad for the NBA, but I just think it brings out the best out of other teams when you know you're going up against three solid dudes and Harden, KD, and 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 uh, Kyrie. I just feel as though like when whenever you see that matchup on a schedule, you like, man, we got to bring our A game, right? You know, and that makes other teams better. That makes other players better. Players that might be on the bench that come in and score eight points, nine points that you would have never thought would come in and score those points. Mm-hmm. They score those points because they want to beat this team, and that's just more motivation for the NBA. They're like, hey, get on y'all shit, get on y'all <laughs> shit, and make sure that y'all can handle y'all business. If you can't, then hey, build your own super team. You know, but I don't know. I, I think if you look at it, if I was to take a prediction, I would go uh, Nets and Lakers in the finals, probably. Mm-hmm. That sound good. That do sound good. Nets and Lakers. So uh, One side you, of the coast what, to the other side of the coast. What you think about the Pelicans? Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Pelicans got a lot of work to do. Absolutely. They have a lot of work to do. I mean, you got a good young core with Zion. You got uh, Lonzo Ball, which I don't know if they're going to keep Lonzo Ball at this point because you've you've had uh, Alexander Walker come in, and he's been putting up points. His first game, he, he put up t- uh, 37 points. Second game, he put up, you know, 20. I mean, he's doing his thing, and he's coming off the bench. Now he's the starter because they sat Lonzo Ball. The Pelicans just, man, they're not consistent. They're not consistent. They got a coach in, in Van Gundy who's going to bring that uh, that defensive scheme. He's going to make them play defense better. Mm-hmm. But as far as the team coming into the season, the one thing that was their biggest weakness was shooting. They don't have a lot of shooters on the team. You got a guy like Steven Adams who you brought in who could get rebounds. That's, what it, that's his job. He's been doing that his whole life in OKC. Mm-hmm. But when you bring him in, and then you got Zion, who's a big dude who just likes to dunk. You know, he not really shooting a ball. You know, he, he his first game in the arena was pretty cool because I was actually at that game where he shot four threes in a row. And when I tell y'all, man, the crowd just went crazy when he did that. I was like, man, I ain't never see basketball like this in the city, for real, even with AD. But, <laughs> but Zion is a guy who's going to get you, the, you know, 20, 30 points, but off the backboard, going to the mm-hmm. goal, you know. You got Lonzo, who has been playing better as far as from the three-point line, which is good for them because they needed shooters. Melly is inconsistent. You got Josh Hart, inconsistent a little bit. So, again, they just don't have a lot of shooters, and I feel like that was one of their weaknesses going into the season is that they, yeah, you went out and got Steven Adams, 
Where the shooters at? You need shooters. You in the NBA. You in the Western Conference. You see all these good teams in the Western Conference? They got shooters. I mean, even with Golden State. Golden State don't have KD no more. They still got Curry, right? They still got some people that could shoot. When Clay come back, that's going to be a whole different story, mm-hmm. right? But they have shooters. Denver has shooters. Lakers got shooters. I mean, everybody got, seems like everybody got shooters but the Pelicans. So I just feel like that's one weakness of theirs that's going to, catch up with them this whole year and uh hopefully man they can add some shooters next year because or before the, the trade deadline because that's one of their biggest weaknesses but i do think that they have a young future they just have to they have the parts to to get it going they do have some draft picks in these next couple of years but they definitely have to uh, put bring some shooters on this team that's what's up. Nate up here. Fine motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> he done fired somebody off the Saints. Jerry Cook. He done fired a motherfucker off the Pelican. Pelicans already. Already. I think a lot of people really got to go off both squads. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, on the Saints? Yeah, and on the Pels. Yeah, I mean, you got Jerry Cook. He got to roll. Um, Alex Anzalone, the linebacker with all the hair. He got to go. <laughs> Um, one of the guys I was pissed off that they re- re-signed was Andres Pete, number 75. Every time he's playing in a game, his big ass is always on the floor. <laughs> I mean, there's at least three, four pitches where he's on the ground trying to get up because he got beat. Uh, you got, I mean, you got a bunch of players. I, I don't know what they're going to do with Taysom Hill. They talking about the Saints might be interested in Deshaun Watson. What can yeah, it take? What too. could it take to get Deshaun Watson from Texas? He don't want to be there no more. You bring him on the Saints with Mike Thomas and Kamara and Emmanuel Sanders and Callaway and Traquan Smith. I mean, you looking at a team that's going to be making a run at this at the Super Bowl for the next ten years if if they could pull that off. But what is it going to take? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's going to take three, four, three or four first round picks. Would you trade that for him? Would you trade that? <laughs> Would you trade three first round picks and a player? Would you, if they ask for Mike Thomas, are you gonna give them two first round picks and Mike Thomas? Or if they ask for somebody else, you gonna give it to them? I don't know. Saints need everybody right now. They need them, but, sure. but also two. But they this, also they need, they need the quarterback. They need the quarterback. Definitely but a lot quarterback. of people are missing this too. The salary cap is gonna be the issue this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of players that are on the team that are making a lot of money, which they can convert their salaries into a signing bonus and they can save money. So, like for an example, Mike Thomas is gonna be getting paid 18 million next year, right? So what they'll do is they'll say, okay. Let's take $10 million of that, convert that into a signing bonus, and then now only $8 million counts against the cap. That frees up money for them. So they got to do that with a lot of players. Now, the players don't mind because they getting their money up, they getting their money faster, right? If they getting a, if they on record for a $30 million contract and you giving them $10 million as a signing bonus, they got you know they got 50 percent or you know 65 percent of their contract already so they don't mind doing it i know one of my homeboys teron armstead he does it pretty much every single year for the team <laughs> just to free up money for them mm-hmm. but also too the money hitting his account the next day so that's it's a win-win situation for him but they the cap man the cap is going to be the issue when you look at the whole you talked about it earlier the, the covid situation 
the COVID situation messed up everything because now there's not a lot of fans that can go to these games. Right. These teams make a lot of money off fans buying these tickets, you know, paying for parking, paying for concessions, doing all of that that's stuff. The, that's so the imagine, yeah. So imagine how much money they lost this year. So now with them losing money, they're not able to be like, you know, the salary cap has gone down tremendously. It was yeah, like at 200. Now it's at like 175. You know, one hundred seventy-five million, and you trying to put all of these contracts under one team—that's hard to do. Definitely. So hopefully, this COVID situation can end, where they can free up that money, go back to having a two hundred million dollar salary cap, to where they can sign free agents and do the things that they want to do. But Mickey Loomis is a genius, the general manager. He's gonna make something shake. He always does every single year when people come out and say they can't sign nobody. They ain't gonna be able to <laughs> sign shit. They ain't gonna be able to do nothing. They end up signing players. They end up moving. You know, they end up doing their thing. So, we'll be all right. We're going to be all right. But if I, if it was me, I'd be definitely on the phone with the Houston Texans trying to see what they want for Deshaun Watson, for sure. Yeah, a lot of people interested in him right now. Yeah. Because I, mean, I thought he was going to go to Miami. But they got Tua. I, I heard he was going to try they to just, They Miami, just I'm invested a first round pick in two. I don't know how Miami <laughs> would give up. That don't make sense, bro. Yeah, I don't know why they would That's give up I heard on him. But if, if Miami does give up on Tua, I would bring try to find a way to get Tua here. Because he, he's a baller, too. Yeah, I like Tua. I do like mm-hmm. Tua. I just was mad at him because he played against us. You know, I'm an LSU fan. Yeah, me too. So, you know. But you got to put that to the mm, side. We that's a that, whole different ball. <laughs> yeah, we in the NFL. Because you know that college world, that's a whole different. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so. But, nah, man, we, we'll be all right. But hopefully, man, they can pull something off. If not, if they can't pull off a trade for Deshaun Watson, we, we got a guy in the building, Jameis Winston. He came in yesterday, threw a touchdown. You know, and Sean Immediately. Payton. Yeah, right on the first play, 40-yard touchdown. And the thing about it is Sean Payton has been on record saying that he believes in Jameis Winston. He's seen him in practice every single day, and he knows what he brings. He knows how he can run this offense moving forward. And I don't know if y'all seen the video yesterday, but Drew was on the sideline, and he was actually talking to Jameis Winston, telling him, this is your team. This well, is your team that. now. Yeah. So he was basically handing the torch to him, like, look, this is my last game, but this is your team moving forward. Now, mind y'all, Jameis is on a one-year contract. So after this year, at, right now, he's going to be a free agent. Mm. So it's going to – Sean going to – Tell them, like, look, this your team. Right. You know, we're going to give you the team now. Sign back with us. I don't see why he wouldn't sign back with us, being that he has Mike Thomas, Kamara, and, and that offensive right. line. That's going to be a huge plus for him. But, I think that's a great idea for and, him. And don't sleep on Winston. Like, yeah, Winston, like Winston was a guy who threw for over 5,000 yards. And, you know, a lot of people talk about him and they say, oh, he threw 30 interceptions. He threw 30 touchdowns. But listen, he was in a scheme with the Bucks where he had to throw the ball like that. Just this year, Tom Brady has had 13 interceptions. Tom Brady had 13 interceptions <laughs> in a Bucks offense. So, yeah, the man had 30 picks. I get it. But he also knows what it takes to get the job done. And he's a Heisman Trophy winner. It ain't like he's some bum off the street. This dude, <laughs> this dude got what it takes. And I feel like as for the city of New Orleans, I feel like the city of New Orleans would really love to have a black quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quarterback for sure. The, the city would definitely. You know? They they wrap the arms around it'll, all the black quarterbacks. It'll bring us back to the Aaron Brooks days, you know? Even if they no, go, it don't matter. Jeff Blake. Please don't no, I'm just saying. Oh, right. Jeff Blake, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Brooks. I like Brooks. Jeff Blake, dude. Aaron Brooks was nice at the beginning. 
Mm, but yeah, but Blake to got me, hurt. To me, mm-hmm. to me, it's just, to go that's just my opinion. About that. That was I know James, you know, good for sure. You he know, but it's just like Blake. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just like when James on, he on. If he for any small reason off, he messing up. Yo, he, he way a off. lot of people attest that to him, like his vision coming into this season, he had. LASIK surgery A lot of people saying He can't even see If this man Was on the bucks And he can't see shit And he threw 30 touchdowns <laughs> Then now he got LASIK surgery And he could see Shit Give me that dude Give me that I dude feel, For the Saints I feel and, and here's the crazy thing What a lot of people Don't realize When Sean Payton Has to coach a game Without Drew Brees That makes Sean Payton A better play caller because when Sean Payton don't have Drew Brees, that offense is is wide open. Mm-hmm. He trying to figure Absolutely. out what to do. Absolutely. And if you look at it, I agree. Six and oh, what was that? I think seven and zero. Oh, he's gone with backup quarterbacks. What other coach you know in two years has gone seven and zero oh with backup quarterbacks? This dude <laughs> had Taysom Hill out here winning games. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't feel Taysom Hill is a starting quarterback in the NFL. This man was out here winning games for the Saints. Right. When Breeze right. was down. So imagine what, what Sean Payton could do with a guy like Jameis Winston <clears throat> for the whole season. And not only that, the defense always steps up. Like if if you guys remember with Teddy Bridgewater, they got that black quarterback in there. What did the defense do when Teddy came in? Defense stepped their game up 100%. Mm-hmm. I feel as though if you put Jameis in that situation, the defense gonna ball out because they know they balling out for their brother, and that's just that's just <laughs> keeping it real. I'm just being honest. That's just real. That's real. Hey, that's what's up. That's what's <laughs> up. You gotta keep it a buck. Shit, y'all listen to him. Somebody. Shit. So uh, <laughs> call Sean Payton and tell him what you think. Shit, fuck it. Man, so Sean, po- Sean Payton. Podcast, high. bro. Tell yeah, about your podcast. So yeah, man, I've been doing sports overtime. My podcast is called Sports Overtime. I've been doing the show for about about ten years. My first uh, co-host, he actually passed away three years ago. He died oh, from man. yeah, he died from a heart Sorry attack. To hear that. Thank y'all. Um, yeah, he died from a heart attack, and so I ended up getting uh, my boy who was usually came on our show as a guest. He came on. His name's Brian Bienemy. And me and him started doing the show. We've been doing the show for about three years, almost three years. And then now he's moving on. He's he's basically has a trucking company, so he's going to be focused more on that. I have a guy that I'm doing my podcast with now. His name's Chris Rosviglu. He actually lives in New York, and he's actually a big Saints fan. He has a huge following. So we're putting both of our followings together. Just signed a deal with uh, Boot Crew Media here in New Orleans. They Congratulations. Actually, thank Congratulations. you, man. Yeah, so they um they own the boot, which is that bar on two by two lane campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we put up they they signed us and man, we just been doing a podcast for a month on their um on their programming and man, it's been killing. I mean, it's been really it's been smashing out, man. So for anybody that does listen to the show uh, that watches you guys, man, big shout out to y'all for tuning in every week. The show is on Wednesday. We usually drop the podcast on Wednesday. So if you guys are uh, want to subscribe, man, go to Apple or Spotify and look up Sports Overtime. That's what's up. So how you uh, how you met dude from New York? So I never met him. That's the crazy part. I never met him before. We always have exchanges through Twitter. He's been following me. I've been following him. He's a young dude. He's twenty three years old, 
And so he, so basically I was thinking in my head like, all right, my boy's leaving. Who could I get to replace him, but also add more value to the podcast and Mm -hmm. bring more listeners and viewers and who has connects here and there with players. And I thought about it long and hard. And he was the guy I was like, man, you know, he has a huge following. He got like, he has like 10,000, almost 11,000 followers on Twitter. I got almost 18,000. So you got, you know, almost 29,000 people in the loop knowing about our podcast, which as you guys know, with listeners and viewers, that adds more mm-hmm. to your Absolutely. podcast. Right. It brings more value to your podcast. So that's what we've been doing, man, for the last month. And it's been working out pretty good. Everybody's been leaving good reviews on, on Apple and just saying how much they enjoy it and how we not only, you know, throw the throw the sports out there, but we also call players out on their on shit pretty much like we just did. Oh, I see right? you. I you know? see you. And I think that <clears throat> when you do that, people are going to love your podcast even more because they feel the same way you feel. If I call Jared, Jared Cook a bum, they watching a the game saying, man, this dude is a bum. So right. when I when I, <laughs> so when I say it on a podcast, they're like, damn, Nader covers the Saints and does this, but man, he keeping it real. Like, this is what I need. And <laughs> I feel like that's why we're so different from other podcasts, other sports podcasts. That's what's up, man. That's yeah, what's up. So what else, uh, what, else, what else you working on? Man, man, I'm just right now. I'm just focused on this part on, on sports overtime on the podcast. I got some things in the work coming up pretty soon with some Saints players. Just doing some interviews that I'm gonna be dropping pre- here pretty soon once everything dies down because everybody all pissed off right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I'm just focusing on sports overtime and just just trying to keep building it, man. Keep building it. You know, a lot of people have really loved the brand of sports over time. They love the authenticity of it. Our theme is real sports talk from real sports fans. So, you know, a lot of people out there know, a lot of people have bought like shirts, hoodies, just a bunch of stuff just in (laughs) support. And so uh, it's been good, man. But also too, one of my biggest things that I'm really, really focusing on this pretty much until I die, to be honest with y'all is, Every Thursday, man, we're we're out there, and uh, we're feeding the homeless. Oh yeah, I yeah, want to yeah, ask yeah, about fe- that. yeah. We're feeding the homeless, man. I came up with an idea in my brain that for however many tackles um, Demario Davis and Quan Alexander had in a you know in a Saints game, that's how much money we would donate to feed a homeless person. So if they had ten tackles, that's ten dollars to feed a homeless person. So we were basically doing it strictly off Twitter, and man, when I tell you. I think what almost two months two and a half months in we've given out you know over a thousand meals over a thousand meals and so you know I just came up with an idea now football season is over people are like man don't trip we still got you every week I'm gonna send you ten dollars every week I'm gonna send you twenty dollars so you can feed the homeless so what we've been doing is we've uh we've we came up with an idea to go to Popeye's Mm because here's the thing we went out there one time, and they had a, some other people out there giving out cooked food. And we was like, man, they, you know, if you think about it realistically from our brains, we'd be like, man, they homeless. They hungry. They going to take whatever, right? But we noticed that they wasn't taking it because the whole COVID situation, the whole this, they don't know where the food coming from. Right. So we was like, look, let's go to Popeye's. People, people love Popeye's. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Popeye's. Let's see how much it would cost to buy 100 meals from Popeye's. So it ended up costing 400, like $430 a week just for the Popeye's. 
So we was like, man, look, let's not just do Popeyes. Let's also give them snacks. So what we do every week is we go to Sam's. We buy almost like $200 worth of snacks. We create these uh, these Ziploc bags. We get these Ziploc bags and we put different snacks in it. So we not only do we give out the 100 meals, we give out 100 snack bags and we give out water. So we've been doing that. And then um, I did for Christmas, two weeks before Christmas, I did a PlayStation 5 raffle, did two of them. And all the money that we got from the PlayStation 5 raffle, we bought the homeless, like 70 hoodies, uh, 70 beanies, 70 thermals, um, still the 100 meals, still the 100 snack bags, uh, the water. I mean, we gave out everything, gloves, I mean, Ziploc bags with toothpaste, toothbrushes, everything. So that's one goal. Yeah, man, man, that's one goal that I'm really focusing on this year is just to make sure that we could do this every single year. My goal is to give out 5,200 meals this year, so 100 meals a week. And so far, man, we've given out, what, three, 400 meals, 300 meals. It's, what, fourth week of the, uh, this the last week of the month? I don't even know what. Wait, what, how many are you trying to give out for a year? 5,200. 5,200. Yeah, 5,200. That's the goal. 5,200 uh, meals from Popeye's and 5,200 snack bags. That's dope, bro. That's what's up, man. That's yeah, dope. Man. I'm proud of you for that. I hope you reach your goal, for brother. Real. Yeah, man. I hope you pass your goal, you know? Yeah, because, you know, sure. the thing about it is, you know, a lot of people always talk about money and, you know, trying to make money and do this and do that. But a lot of people miss the point of that you, you always going to, you're going to die at some point, right? And when you die, you're either taking your good deeds, you're taking your good deeds and your bad deeds with you. And for me... Me being able to feed a homeless person and, like I said, giving out those 5,200 meals, when you help somebody, God going to help you in the long run. So whether that's helping me financially, whether that's helping me, um, you know, feed more people, whether that's helping me when I die to go to heaven, whatever the case may be, that's what that's my purpose and that's why that's why I'm doing it. That's what's up, man. Yeah. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, for bro. Real, real. So would you go uh, to a certain location? How, yeah. Like, how you... So, I mean, we basically set up um, underneath the bridge right there by WDSU. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we set up right there. There's a bunch, you know, a bunch of homeless people out there. And what's crazy is (laughs) we uh, we went out there two weeks ago. And it was was so funny because we pulled up and there's like three, four cars of, you know, me and my friends. We pull up and uh, one of the guys was shouting out to the other people that was in their tents like, the Popeye's boys are here. The Popeye's boys are here. And so uh, that was pretty cool because, like, you know, I mean, you're just trying to help out, but for them to do that, that was pretty tight. I was like, damn, I got to get me a chain or something that say mm. Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. That's what's up, man. That's, that that just goes to show you, you know what I'm saying? They looking forward. Yeah, you and know, that's the thing. Forward to it, you yep. know, and it's not going to waste, yep. you know. Yeah, so that's 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 the pretty cool thing about it, and uh, I'm appreciative that I do have a following, and I do have people that support me to be able to donate on a weekly basis. You know, especially with now the whole COVID nineteen situation, people out of jobs, people not working that many hours as they used right. to. So for them to be able to donate, whether it's ten dollars, five dollars, whatever it is, every dollar counts. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, four dollars and thirty four cents is a meal for somebody. So, you know. That's what's up. Yeah, That's man. what's up, man. Tell them where they can find you at, man. Oh, man, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Nader, N A D E R 723. Same on Instagram, N A D E R 723. And then also, you can follow us on uh, Twitter as far as the Sports Overtime page. It's at Sports 
underscore overtime one. That's what's up, man. That's yeah. what's up, man. Uh, we appreciate you for coming through, bro. Oh, man, no problem. Uh, like I, like we said, good luck, you know, mm-hmm. with your mission and your project you got going, you know, appreciate. for the year. But uh, what what is is there anything special you want, you know, the people to know about Nader uh, or what you got going on? Man, the the one thing I would say, man, is uh, it ain't even about me, to be honest with you guys. It's not about what Nader got going on. It's just uh, just just having the wisdom that I have, man. Like, it ain't even about me. I just want everybody to know that if you got an idea, you got, you got an idea in your head, you got something that you love that you do, do it. You know, don't let nobody hold you down from doing something. Do what you want to do. Do what you love. Life is too short. You know, I've seen a lot of people die these last couple of years and they didn't do what they loved. You know, they always clock in, clock out of work and go home and they don't live life. They don't travel. They don't, you know, they don't see other things but New Orleans. And I feel as though for me, that's one thing that I want to preach to a lot of people, man, is just if you really love something, do it. Whether you, whether you get, I mean, this is the thing. You're going to get a lot of people that love you. You're going to get people that hate you that comes with the game. I mean, I, I've dealt with it when I was a promoter. I mean, I had people, you know, promoting a party right across the street charging $10 and I'm charging $20. But, you know, the thing is, it's the value. When people know what they're getting from you, they don't mind paying the extra $10 to get right. a better product than, mm-hmm. the you know, the, the $10 product. So just keep pushing, man. That's all I would say just to anybody that's listening. Just keep pushing. If you're motivated to do something, do it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. And, you know, let leave everything else in God's hands. Facts, facts. I ain't want to preach or nothing, but... I, yeah, you know, I, just... I, I was almost <laughs> tempted to see that the truth say amen. Amen. <laughs> you that boy went there, right? But that's what's up. That's that's some real talk. That, you know, it's somebody out there, I'm pretty more than sure, that needs to hear those words, for sure, for sure. Yeah, amen. Absolutely. But, uh... We want to appreciate you. We appreciate you once again for stopping by. Oh, no right problem. Away. Anytime, man. Anytime y'all need me, let me know. Uh, what you got up for new music this week? Um, that boy G Hundred, G Hundred Seven. He got an album coming out called Therapist. Should be out in like two days. You know what I'm saying? Jew Orleans, Eastside Step. He got a song called Eastside Step and Go Mode out right now. Hands Free Nine. He got a he got a song out called Space Walking. And Hustle El Duro, you got a battle out on YouTube, man. He killing somebody else on that bitch, son. Punishing them. <laughs> for real, for I got to check that out. I got to check that out. Mm-hmm. For me, I got uh, Amber J, Mixed Emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, N.O. Two Times, he dropped uh, a single called Action. Uh, the Baby dropped a single called Masterpiece. Juice World featuring Young Thug, Bad Boy. And uh, Fredo Bang dropped the album in the name of G. Still most hated. Oh, I gotta listen to the album. Yeah, it's some nice, some nice, some nice music they dropped this week. Uh, I gotta check them out with you, uh, especially that that battle with El Duro. For real, for real. What you what you, what you listening, been listening to? to? <laughs> Man, I actually been bumping the last two weeks. Uh, one of my homeboys, uh, he used to DJ my parties. His name's the the DJ PK One. And uh, he made a Saints mix for all of my Saints people on Twitter, and man, that thing goes so hard. It's on, uh, it's on SoundCloud, 
I've been bumping that shit for the last two weeks. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. Getting hyped up for the playoffs, but now I don't know what the hell I'm be listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to see it over for that Yeah, one. I don't know what I'm be listening to. Ain't look, nobody about to go look, check it I, out. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I've been trying in my mind. In my mind, after last night's loss, I was like, bro, I gotta start watching more Netflix or something. I just, <laughs> I just finished uh, Cobra Kai, three seasons of Cobra Kai. I don't know if y'all seen that yet. I ain't but, had uh, if, if, nothing. It's like a karate thing, but no, it, no. that thing is. I know when you think karate thing, all oh, this shit lame, but nah, it's, it's, it's tight. It's tight. So definitely go check that out. Cobra Kai and uh, Lupin on um, on Netflix as well. Lupin? L-U-P-I-N. That, that's right. dope. Yeah. What you got for new videos? That boy, CTC Raw Ring, he just dropped a video called The Bank. Jazz Nola, she just dropped Happy MLK Day. In No Hot Ride. He dropped search and that's produced. I mean that's shot by my boy Knowledge, your material film. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Knowledge. And uh Misery of the Beast, he just dropped a video too. You know what I'm saying? Them boys been working for real. Yeah, boy, them boys been working, huh? Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Uh for me, I got uh Pooh Shiesty, guard up. Uh Funk Flex doing some of the shit with the hot artists now. He got one with with Fabio Foreign called Game Time. Mm-hmm. Um, Saweetie featuring Doja Cat, best friend. Okay. And Jim Jones featuring uh, Joel Santana. Uh, the election. Dip set. Dip set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and that's, him, that's all I got oh, for new videos. You heard me. Mm-hmm. What you what new what new videos you seen lately? Me besides yeah. the film over and over. Yeah, the film, the game film. The, the he <laughs> he probably analyzed it. He could he could tell me. I bet you he could tell me did Drew Drew throw that intercept on purpose or not. Man, y'all trying to get me? I ain't saying nothing. Man, I y'all trying to y'all, y'all trying to see, get me rowdy, bro? Just with that right there, I know he. <laughs> I gotta he, go back he, and look he at the footage it up again. on the computer. He done zoom this. Man. He got them capabilities. That's that guy. I that know boy, he gonna tell he me. He trying to get me to go crazy. Nah, but uh, with videos, <laughs> <laughs> with videos I've been watching. Oh man, I am like on YouTube is what y'all saying. Anyway, yeah, YouTube, whatever. Man, one thing that I'm really into, man, I'm into shoes. So um, they got this YouTube channel called Cool Kicks. I don't know if y'all have ever seen it. Mm-hmm, uh, for where, sure. You know, where all the celebrities and stuff go and, and shop in their in store in LA, which is pretty dope. And then uh, I've been really on this I Am An Athlete pod on YouTube. I Am An Athlete. It's basically Chad Johnson, uh, Fred Taylor, uh, Channing. You had... Uh, Channing on there and they have Brandon Marshall and basically what they do is they talk about stuff like how we talk about stuff but they analyze it from a player's perspective so I kind of listen to that and and watch their show too just to kind of get their perspective on things because they'll tell you stuff like oh this happened 10 years ago 15 years ago because this coach had an altercation with this player or this player and this player mm-hmm. didn't like each other so it just brings you inside the locker room more, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah just a little and bit what's more. the name of it it's a i am athlete oh right. yeah, yeah i, I am athlete man check that out and uh cool kicks for sure yeah cool kicks they on some wild shit they be they be wilding oh yeah cool kicks yeah but can you imagine going to la and spending like 30 g's on shoes <laughs> like I, I just i don't know I don't know. I can't do it. We went in there. Y'all did? I I I, I took a picture of the case and told him, man, let me, I'm about to get the fuck from by that case. <laughs> Bring me back. Oh, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. Bring me back over here, closer to the doors where the cheaper shoes at. That's where I'm going. Do you ain't getting nothing? I wasn't with 
Dude, I got some. Dang, I, I want to go out there. I got some. Dude, I got some. But it was, it was, it was, it, it was a right price. It was budgeted. Yeah, it was, you ain't blowing no bag, no, huh? No, no. Yeah, no, I can't. Hell I can't no. see me doing that. Mm-mm. I can't see me doing that. But they I like. But I, I like to watch other people do it, but not me. Yeah. As a matter <laughs> of fact, the person in front of me bought the deal low one uh, uh, no. and put him on his feet. And. What? And walked out in bitches. That's that's 10 G's right there. 12 G's right there. Yeah, he did it. That's crazy. And you know, I, you know, see, you brought up the Dior Lowe's. One of my friends in Ohio, he actually got a pair, brand new. He never wore them. He's like, hey, I'll sell them to you and you can auction them. <laughs> and I'm like, if I auction them, I'm giving that money to the homeless. I'll, you know, because <laughs> I mean, that's going to feed them for, for mm-hmm. half a year. For real. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, if you want to do it, I'll definitely do like a raffle for him or something. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, just just give me just give me the money for him and and I got you. I'm like, man, how much you want for these things? These things, ten thousand dollars, ain't nobody rocking with that right now, especially in the times that we in. <laughs> you could keep them shoes. Man, they ridiculous. It's not that serious, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's getting ridiculous. But y'all remember when shoes was in East Bay? When they was in the East Bay and and you you yeah, looking at absolutely. you looking at Jordans, they was like ninety nine dollars, and now they like three fifty four hundred. And I wish we could go back to those days. Yeah, that's what I used to go shop. They don't know. See, you East telling your ears? He don't know. He don't know nothing. We got we got some people in the room that definitely don't know nothing about the nine. <laughs> man, y'all got me Jones. feeling old. Y'all got me feeling old, man. But yeah, the East Bay was that's that was the thing, man. That was the thing. That's what's up, man. Y'all tap in uh, to Nate on Instagram and everything. Tune into his sports show. Check him out. Check him out. Uh, Yeah, because I actually sat in on one of his shows and yeah, that shit amazing how they talk sports. (laughs) They talk sports, how motherfuckers talk music. You know. Yeah. That shit, that shit crazy. But uh, what you, what you got to say? What you, who coming next week? You the man. Boss, I ain't the boss. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say that. Yeah, who coming next week? You, you. Oh, look like my phone. Your phone dead. died out, right? Y'all just tune in. Y'all just tune in. <coughs> but uh, we appreciate y'all for tuning in here on the Music Exchange Radio Network. If you're on YouTube, you're catching the playback on uh, Spotify, Apple Music. Mm-hmm iTunes everywhere it's everywhere so uh Man, y'all be safe oh we want shot send a shout out to all our sponsors before we go once Absolutely. again 3C Clothing 3CW Butler Brand 504 Lucy World Clothing Ridiculous Media New Level Studios C Sound Studios Yacht TV Stack of Stuff Clothing Grind Ain't No Game everybody girl it up everybody uh <laughs> Shout out to Johnny, everybody, you know, shit, mm-hmm. everybody, y'all, y'all be safe till next week, we and we go. out. Come. OG had told me I go, you the go, you the go, yeah, you go, you get a whole hill, ho. yeah. Mama said even though you in the fast lane, baby boy, sometimes you gotta take it slow, slow. cause I've been staying true to my religion, keep a Glock with the extension. And on these beats, I'm inventing My girl says she miss me Cause I've been doing shows from a distance I pray that she could keep up with me